Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Crit Seekers. I'm Mason, your world weaver for the story, and with me as always we have... Danny, I play Nyx. Russell, I play Seven. Rando, who plays Tao. Uh, Cat, who plays... <laughs> I forgot my own fucking name. Who am I? Uh, who plays Nimue. Nimue, who plays Nimue? <laughs> already in character. Who am I? Um, so, last time in our story, um, you all we, all, we picked up with um, you guys preparing to go to a feast that was being held in Tail, the Cobalt King's honor, mm-hmm. by his little band of kobolds that he had befriended, taken over. I don't know. You did something. Enslaved. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, so we picked up with you guys kind of preparing for that. Um, you made your way to uh, the now keep castle-like roost of Idris, the bronze dragon who had been poisoned um, towards the start of your guys' story together and is stuck in their humanoid form and met with them to kind of discuss what you had learned and what they had learned since your last meeting together as you had all set out to hopefully find some type of cure or information on this poison um, that had taken them. Um, During this conversation, it had been revealed to Idris that seven siblings and his family had an involvement in that whole process. And you all explained to them about Seven's uh, predicament, where he couldn't speak of any of this without having some type of mental block and damage taking him. Um, Idris offered with Nimue to perform a restoration ritual that would hopefully remove this mental block, and it proved successful, as when that happened, Seven, all of your memories of your family came back and you were able to recall things and speak of things without having any pain come to you. Um, during this conversation as well, it, back and forth, you had learned that Nimue's hometown of Pharsalus was for some reason under a blockade or some type of embargo by some group that happened to be there. And through some figuring out on your part and conversations with Idris, it seems that the Salvation, once known as the Vanguard, a group that Tail and Nimue had traveled with before meeting up with the party, had taken over Pharsalus. To what end is unknown. Um, you had all headed back to the surly slumber to prepare yourselves for this feast. And in doing running some errands, Nimue, you had reached out and made contact with your sister, who up until that point had thought you to be dead. Um, conversation with her had left you in a bit of a contemplative mood and made it to the point where you didn't really want to go to this party. So you stayed back at the surly slumber while the rest of the group went to this party. On the way down to the Cobalt Feast, the uh, procession of the Cobalt King was interrupted by some creatures that had come out of the water and attacked the group. And a small fight ensued. One of Tail's uh, upper echelon of his Cobalt leadership was unfortunately killed. Commander Sniv, the leader of his armed forces, fell during this combat. Um, but. The Kobolds use this as an opportunity to celebrate his uh, valiant and um, his his death of honor. And you all went in and begun this feast. And towards the end of it, you were all led as a surprise by um, one of the Kobolds to uh, the bat riding chambers, where it was revealed to you that they had crafted you some sort of leather saddles 
and um, flight suit apparatus to allow you to fly these bats as you had requested it the last time you had been in Dead Cairn. Um, as you guys prepared for that, we ended our session with Nimue reaching out to Zaylin, the leader of the Salvation. And we basically finished with him saying that basically inviting you back to Pharsalus. So we pick up with the rest of the group in the bat riding chambers. Um, you have all been had bats led to you basically with these saddles. You've put on these flight suit apparatus and are basically free to to ride these bats. So you guys, what, what are you doing? As Alar's also standing there awkwardly having taken Nimue's saddle and riding uh, suit and kind of just looking at all of you with a really nervous expression on his face. And he's, he's just awkwardly standing there holding the reins of this bat, like side looking at it and looking at all of you and just waiting, basically. Does Nimue's flight suit fit? Alar? It's a little snug. Okay. We're similarly sized. Yeah. <laughs> he had to like take off his his pack that had the the dual swords on his back just to kind of you know leave room. But okay, flying off to victory. Let's go. I'll let you all take the lead on this one. Oh yeah. He just gives you a look, Nix. Like a. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Yeah, I think this is going to be super dangerous. I, oh, no. I heard that sometimes these guys just buck you off midair. Or just teleport back on. <laughs> you see his eyes kind of go wide for a second and he kind of like gulps. All right. Um, Don't worry. I'll follow your lead. Silent wingy and I can catch you <laughs> if you happen to fall. I sure hope that's the case. But if you fall, don't blame Bat. Um, and the Bat Rider Marth, the leader of the Bat Rider, steps forward and he goes, Oh. Um, you can actually strap yourself in. And he kind of like takes Alar's like flight suit and, and connects it to the little like, there's like a, almost like a set of rings on the saddle that connects small leather straps so that if you are to fall off, you're still held on to the bat. And Alar just says, oh, well, that makes me feel a little better. Um, all right. And he starts to crawl onto the bat. Do you all start, do you guys all mount your bats? Yeah, obviously. Praise, praise uh, yeah. is a D&D that you'd never think you'd say. Cool. I do too, but when I get up there, I pull Flicker out okay. from my pocket, and I say, hey, do you want to, do you want to fly a little bit? I are you casting with Speak you. with Animals, or are you just talking to Flicker? Oh, I forgot. I, yeah, I'll do that. I <laughs> forgot I could do that. <laughs> so Flicker kind of, you take Flicker out of your pocket, and there's like a little bat yawn, like <sighs> Flicker kind of looks up to you, and you say this, and you just get the, that fly, fly, and like she starts to flutter her wings and and kind of takes off and just flies around you, kind of waiting. Okay. So, so as you all climb on to these creatures, um, you feel kind of a beef, a brief bit of surprise as their fur, which appears bristly and rough, is actually fluffy and soft as you climb atop. Um, securing yourself in these makeshift saddles, you ready yourselves. And the bats take a couple steps as they begin to flap their leathery their leathery wings and you feel this burst of air as they lift off the cavern floor and take off towards the circular tunnel near the ceiling the light of the cavern fades behind you and your dark vision um, barely can make out the rough rocky tunnel passing by you in flashes as the rush of wind begins to pull back your hair behind you 
This goes on for a minute or so, the rush of the wind in this dark expanse, and then you emerge from a hole in the cliffside as a wave crashes against it, splashing a salt, cool mist onto your forms. The moon and the stars hang above as you soar out over the dread ocean. And far off to your right, you can see the glow of the city of Dead Cairn. Ships light on the docks as the evening's work is coming to a close. And that distraction takes you for but a moment as you're brought back to the freedom of the open air. So, you guys fly out over the ocean. Are you just gonna fly around for a little bit? Is there anything you wanna do? Loop-de-loops. You start doing loop-de-loops? Yeah. Okay. So Tail begins to fly loop-de-loops. You all watch him do this, and, and Alar flying closely to you. Nyx is just like, I'm not going to try that. Um, Come on, live a little. N- nope, I, this is just fine for me. Um, I'll do a loop-de-loop. Okay. I'll do a loop-de-loop around him. Okay, so you <laughs> pull the reins on your bat and fly this loop around Alar, and um, his bat starts to follow, and he goes, oh, no, 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 <laughs> and the bat follows you and does a loop-de-loop, and he just, oh, oh. well, that was um, quite invigorating, actually. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> You're having fun there, Alar. Um, yep. <laughs> Here, try this move out. Uh, you know, there's a talking rabbit once that uh, showed it to me, then I do a barrel roll. What? Okay. So Tail in front of you all says that and just starts to like barrel roll and his bat starts to swoop down to the water and Tail, your barrel roll comes out as your bat just starts to skid across the water with one of its wings dipping into the cold and you can feel that spray of mist just coming up over your face as your hair blows back. I wish I could listen to that song right now without it being copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) I wish Nimoy could see this or do this. I wish she was the one doing this instead of me. Oh, you're having fun, Naylor. Don't lie. Uh, and his bat starts to dive down to follow yours. And Nick's kind of flying next to him. You can see he's like white knuckled holding the saddle, just stiff, staring ahead as his bat starts to do the same. And he just starts to get splashed with that cold water. And he's like, hmm. It's refreshing. <laughs> He's that kind of bitch that, like, when you're driving, like, a little bit over the speed limit, they, like, put their foot into the floor to, like, break. You're talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, called out. You'd think Alar, being, you know, a master rogue and master keeper, would not be afraid of this, but uh, heights are not his thing. So if this is how to train your dragon and Hiccup is tail, is Alar my Astrid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm showing him how to fly. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that. That's uh, great an image I have. <laughs> all right. Well, so you you all continue this um, freedom, this flight in the air with your bats, as you can see the stars up above glinting off of the ocean. So you can see the waves kind of crashing into each other. Um, how long do you guys stay out? Do you want to fly for a little while? What would you like to do now? Um, I told Meepo that I wanted to, like, see him to gather some of the kobolds, right? Did he say, like, when that would be happening? Yeah, he said he would gather them while you were out flying, basically. Okay. Then, after we fly for a bit, I might just start to, like, head back. Just, Okay. Mm -hmm. Tail turns and starts to head back, and Alar, like, immediately turns and starts following him back towards the cliffside that you had come out of. I'll follow suit, too. Okay. Seven just holding out his wings like he's flying. I don't know, is he? No, 
No. <laughs> yeah, Seven's not like other Kanku. I know, he's a fake Kanku. <laughs> he's a fake Um So you all make your way back and you can see there's that kind of brief moment of fear as you approach the cave going pretty fast and or like the cavern, the cliffside wall, and you're flying at it pretty fast. And there's that brief moment where you're like, we're gonna crash into the cliffside. And then the bats fold their wings in just a little bit and you like fly into the holes that they flew out of. And again, that darkness takes you um, for just a, a minute or so as you fly through. And then they emerge from that hole in the ceiling and back down into the bat riding caverns as they land on the ground. And some of the kobolds run up and like grab the reins as you hop down and unclip yourselves from the um, harness straps. Oh, great job, Silent Tungi. You, you're the best flying bat ever. It just like turns and looks at you and then goes down and starts like cleaning its wings and stuff, basically. Okay. I'll cast so. speak with the animals again because I assume it's been more than 10 minutes. Sure. Um, and um, I'll go up to my bat, the not Flicker, the one I was yeah. just riding. And I'll get, I'll find Flicker. Is Flicker around? Yeah, Flicker had been just like gliding beside you the whole time, doing her own loop de loops and just loving the freedom of being out in the open air flying. And flies in with you and kind of lands on your shoulder and begins cleaning her wings as well. Okay, I'll go up to the bat and I'll be like, Hi, Mr. Bat. Um, I just wanted to introduce you to my little bat friend, Flicker. Do you have a name or it do you like, care? It like, looks towards you and like sees flicker and its head does the kind of like tilt and then it opens its mouth and starts to move towards flicker and the cobalt holding it like pulls it back no, and it just it doesn't answer you and it just like starts cleaning itself again okay we'll work on that <laughs> good job flicker is meepo here meepo? meepo's not here but batmaster marth is and he walks up to you and goes oh great king oh yeah. Now, Meepo has gone and gathered uh, some of the kobolds in, in the great hall for your, your whatever your speech you are wanting to make. Oh, okay, cool. It's not speech, it's magic. So I go over. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I got you. I already gave that. a great speech. Kind yep. of. <laughs> Batmaster Marth helps direct like the lead. And you can see there's a great deal more of organization than the last time you were in this cavern where it was all just like none of them knew what they were doing. Even the bat riders didn't even know how to like tame the bats. There's a lot more like skill and organization that has been put into play by the last time you were here. Tales words that were requested of his underlings. Um, so you take off the flight suits and they're stored back on like this little... Um, like alcove of like this old broken down shelf that looks like it's been scavenged from somewhere and hung on those. And you begin to make your way back to the great hall. And as you enter in, you can see that there's still a great deal of the like feast party happening. There's like that, that dance party that's still going on, but the kobolds that are still on the floor are like pissed drunk. Like <laughs> their dancing looks like uh, a club at like two in the morning when people are just to that, that point where their dancing Peaking. is, yeah. Um, and these kobolds are just like clinking more mugs of, of ale and wine and just continue drinking. Um, but over towards your throne, um, Meepo has gathered a small group of kobolds. And as you approach, he goes, oh, great king, you are back. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. Are these the kobolds that you say are quite cool? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. 
Are they uh, they're like training room you have? Uh, or room not yet. Open space. Uh, not a lot of open space in the ground. Oh, okay. Uh, then let's go over here, and I'll just try and find like like a corner yeah. that's a little more open. Yeah. Okay. So they follow, and and you can see all the kobolds that are there, kind of like shy. Some of them had been drinking in the party and are like wobbling a little bit as they're standing there watching you and like their friends have to stable them and like hold on to them. Okay, so the reason why I had you gathered here was to see if you can cast magic. So the thing that helped me cast magic is the feeling of it, you know? I don't know too much about it, but it's just a feeling that I get and I'm able to do it. And so here I will try to get you all, see if you are accustomed to magic or thing like that, see if you can get the feeling for it. Then I'm gonna pick two at a time and twin spell dragon breath on them. <laughs> then no. we're like, all right. So now that I uh, have given you power to breathe dragon lightning, breathe into that corner over there and remember that feeling. Then if I take that power away, try to see if you can remember that feeling and try to cast it too. Okay. so. Two of the ones that you pull over, one of them's like holding up the other as the other one's kind of rocking and he takes his hands away and the other one steadies himself for the moment. And you tell him to do this and they kind of look at each other and then look at you and the one that was steadying his friend like takes a, a breath in and then <laughs> this burst of fire shoots out and his eyes go wide and the dancing and stuff behind you stop. And all of the kobolds turn to look into the corner and the one that was kind of wobbling Wobbles for a second, and then he goes, <laughs> and there's like this burst of fire into the wall as it almost hits one of the other kobolds watching, who's like, and like skitters away, basically. What color are these kobolds? Um, these, this whole tribe of kobolds is like that dark, almost terracotta skin, like yours, but a little bit, it has a little bit more of a darker tinge to it, like earthy terracotta. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. Right. Then I'll have. I, then I'm like, okay, good job. Now do it one more time so you can remember. Then I shall take away the magic power that I gave you. See if you can do it yourself. So the one who went first has a little bit more confidence this time and just like blows a, a thing of fire and, and gets really excited. And the other one kind of wobbles again and blows fire, but it like blows him back onto his ass and he like falls on the ground and he's like, wow. I know, cool, right? Mm -hmm. Then I pick him up. I like, Stand him up. Okay. All right. Then I take away the dragon breath I, and my concentration on it. Then I'm like, okay, try and see if you can remember feeling and do it again. Okay. So the the first one who had kind of been getting the hang of it, like, focuses for a second on that feeling and, like, opens his eyes and goes to breathe fire again, but fire doesn't come out. And he gets a little disheartened for a second. And he kind of straightens himself up and closes his eyes and you can see him kind of reach out with his hand this time. And there's a, a bolt of fire that shoots out of his hand. And he kind of looks at his hand in shock and then back up at you. Oh, great the, job. The drunker one sees him do this and like puts out his hand and nothing happens. And then he just like keeps trying and like tries to blow fire again. And there's like a, and he no. vomits onto the ground no. and falls over. <laughs> okay. Well, great job to you, uh, Mr. Kobold. What is your name? Oh, 
I wasn't given a name. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. So, I was just born three days ago. Oh, wow. You are quite amazing. So, <gasps> oh. just to, so I shall give you your name. You know, you are first natural, I guess, at magic using in these kobolds. Let's see, what should I name you? Oh, I know. Here, you can take part of my name. So, my full name is Taylin, but I go by Tail, so you can go by Lin. Oh, I like that name. Lin the Kobold, and you are magic user, so we shall first see to see if others can cast magic, then I will see who is magic master. All right. All right, Lin, so if you can step over there. So, Lin steps over, and then you... You take a few minutes, or not a few minutes, a little while to test some of the others. And there are a couple of them who kind of pick it up. Some of them you can tell have that spark of of arcane within them, but haven't quite picked it up. Um, but there are there are a couple out of the group that seem to have some type of inert magical properties to them. Okay. Who was I most impressed with? Lynn. Lynn. All right, Lynn. Look like you are, you know, you are pretty young. You can probably learn the best. So I shall write up a training regimen for the magic master. <laughs> Another one. And yeah. The magic master? He, yeah, he is magic master, Lean. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds good to me. Oh, yeah. So I shall write one up for you. Then give magic it to you master, Lin. Yeah, I like it. You shall train with using what I give you, then once you get hang of it, you train others too. Oh, okay. Yeah? Okay, good. So, Meepo, we have a new division, one that focus on magic. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Once you can do things like me, like let others feel the power of magic, then you can use that to determine if the new kobolds also can learn magic, you know? Yes. So then you can do that all without me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will do this for you, my king. Alrighty. Good. No, that's all I had to do here. All right. So, yeah, Alar's kind of been standing back with the rest of you watching, and he just sidles up to you, Nix, and just says, "So, um, how much longer are we? What, what do we do now? I'm, I'm not going to dance in that. You can see the, the like mosh pit circle, and there's like puke on the floor, and <laughs> you'll see like a cobalt puke, and then grab another mug of ale and continue to drink." Almost like they think that they're throwing up their ale and they need to get it back into them. Well, You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're wrapping up here. I'm not going to go dance with them. All but right. They, they certainly look like they're having fun. So I think the feast was a success, even if it had a rocky start. Oh, sorry. Ah, uh, just sorry. No, oh, that's it. I mean, uh, okay. Um, I was going to give uh, Lynn one of the mini chakrams that Tick Tick had. Okay. Then go, all right, Lynn. So this will do with the magic training regimen I give you. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, focus on this chakram too, because it will help you. That's what I do. That's how I fight, you know? And you kind of picks it up and looks at his hand and goes, oh, okay, I'll figure it out. Don't worry, I will write perfect instructions. <laughs> for you but oh, here you go if you don't write those out I'm gonna be you like pissed. you step away and he's like a kid with a toy and it's like slashing the air and stabbing with it and excited um 
All right. So is there anything else you guys want to do here in the the cobalt lair and while this just let the party go on or So what are you are you guys feeling okay? Did, did you want to go back up to sleep at Tavern? Yeah, we should go see how Nimue is doing. Okay. I shall just let Are my... these bats ours? Like we can take these? Uh I don't know. I think yours might have been the rentals. <laughs> No, when you had come in here, Martha, they had explained to you that they had specifically had these bats trained up for you guys. Okay. I mean, uh, never mind. They are not rentals. They are ours. Okay. So you had asked the last time you were here for specifically bats trained for you next time you came. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) Being a king. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure he mentioned it when we. I was asked. Just let them know that we are going to get going. But I guess since our bats are ours, we can use them sometime. But yeah, you know, should we leave them here I for think, now? Yeah, because they take care of them. Okay, here. yeah, I don't we'll know come back before we leave. Take care of them. Okay. Uh, but anyway, Meepo. Meepo. Hey, yes. Oh, so we are going to get going to Surfast now. Oh, okay, Viking. You know. Yeah, and uh, here is a. Uh, 20 more gold for you and the cobalt. You put it down and all of their eyes just go completely wide. And some of them like rush for it. And Meepo like holds up a hand and stops and goes, no, this is for food. And all of them just kind of, oh, I'm like, Here walk you back go. away. Here, I start flicking some copper coins. At- <laughs> oh, God. They all scramble and start to pick them up. All right, there you go. You can use what that for whatever, but use that gold for, you know, survival, food things like that okay oh and also uh make sure you can get new shield for new commander i trust you meepo in selecting new commander to replace me oh okay yeah 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 yeah. okay sound good (laughs) (laughs) well have good night thank you guys and he picks up a mug of ale off the table and says to the king and everybody cheers as some of them like cheers and fall over into the puddle of their own puke and that's it's just a Goodbye. the end of a raucous evening. Goodbye, Cobal. All of them cheer and and like when you walk past all of them like give you like a a drunken bow of like you know make a little couple little squeaks. You can't make out a lot of their words. They're very inebriated. <laughs> so you make your way back through the tunnels and back out into that open cavern um, underneath the Temple of Varuna where the underground lake is. And you can see that the the battle has all been like cleaned up by some of the other cobalt underlings and um, the the uh, priests from the temple are, are no longer down here. But um, looking up into the open cavern, you can see floating there that that huge island that the Temple of Varuna now floats on with the stars just past it up above. And you begin to make your way up that winding staircase that wraps around the edge of this cavern up to the source district within Deadcairn. Um, and you make your way through the source district uh, into the, the bazaar area. And at that point, Alar looks tall of you and just says, well, that was one for the books, for sure. I've can say I've never experienced anything like that in all of my years, so thank you for that experience. Um, I think it's time for me to turn in, um, unless you all needed anything else. Um, I'm quite tired after that. 
uh, flight. Fair enough. Well, thank you for coming. And I'm sure if, you know, we are gone and you want to ride back, they will be there for you. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, you never know. Mm. You might he come around. gives you a slight look, Nix, and just like a shake of his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you for coming, you know. I'm okay. glad you had fun. Thank you for fighting the down there to help protect my cobalt friends. Well, of course, they are citizens of this city now, so it is my duty. Oh, I'm glad. He gives you all a, like, slight bow and takes off towards the Lavender District and toward his home. So you all, like, jubilee make your way back to the Surly Slumber, not too far from your location that you're in now. Um, and you walk in the door and you can see... Uh, I believe still seated at a table. No, no. No. Where did you end up going, Nimue? Um, after I scrubbed the black dye out of my hair and uh, sent that message to Zaylin, I uh, went to bed. Okay. So you all walk in the tavern, and Nimue is, is not there, and you can see Brilda just finishing closing up. And as you walk in, she goes, "Oh, you're all back. Great. Um, I'm going to lock up if that's all right." Um. Oh, she yeah. kind of comes towards the door and gives it a, a little lock, like puts a latch down and says, well, um, Nimue went to bed uh, already, but um, how was it? How was the evening? It was exciting, that's was, for sure. Yeah, there is a lot of different feelings there. They've got like blood stains. Like, <laughs> she gives you like a weird glance, but it almost seems normal for you all. So she doesn't think anything past it. Yes, overall uneventful. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Same as usual. Well, I think I'm going to turn in myself. Okay, have a good night. Hey, you all as well. Yeah. She gives you all a nod and, and takes off towards her room. And you all retire for Go the to evening to your yeah. rooms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pretty much the only thing I'm going to do is just write down that res training regime for the magic scissors. Sounds good. All right. Um, So you all sleep off the the night of fighting and and reverie and just a bunch of mixed emotions. It's it's kind of one of those nights where it's it's hard to go to bed because your mind is just trying to like process everything that happens, but eventually sleep takes you all and you sleep through the night. Um, As you all go to bed for that evening. <sighs> Seven. I was like, I can already really feel it coming. <clears throat> as sleep does take you, you almost have that thought as your your brain drifts off to sleep of, here we go again. And you wake up in your dream in a familiar forest in this forest, there's there's a dense fog that now floats around the ground, and the lighting is almost as if the cla- the sky is covered in clouds, and it's just eerie and dark. And you glance around in a circle around you, and as your your gaze turns, you rest upon your brother, seated in like a chair made of wood that's like fancy that he's basically showing off with essentially, and he's laid sideways in it 
with what looks to be like this golden goblet of something. And he just swirls it a little bit and staring up at the sky and doesn't look at you as he says, Ah, oh, brother. <sighs> I gave you a chance. Yes, you did. And it seems that Mother has found out about what you've been up to. Mm, is that so? Well, she does know all. You know this. His gaze now rests on you as he takes a long, over-exaggerated swig of his wine. So, what do you have to say for yourself? I really don't have to say much, do I? My actions have spoken for themselves, have they not? That they have. And he swings his legs over the edge and stands up and kind of straightens his clothes and just says, you know this means war, don't you? Oh, of course. Did you think we were going to have friendly banter after all these years? <laughs> I had hoped. The foreplay is one of my favorite aspects of it, but some aren't for that, so I guess we'll just skip around it. Hmm. Sure. Of course, yes, of course. Whatever you desire. <laughs> well, it seems to not be what I desire anymore because I desired you by my side in all of this. And again, for the second time, you have forsaken me and your family. But I guess it was to be expected. After all, you are the greedy one. Well, if you want to be by my side, why don't you turn into a kenku yourself? <laughs> uh, always with the jokes with you. I do what I can. Hmm. We'll be seeing each other. Sooner or later. Hmm. Then you best be prepared. And he kind of steps towards you and steps up to you and just says, Well then, let the games begin. And he reaches out a hand and touches your forehead and you shoot awake in your bed in like this cold sweat, breathing really heavy. But you are in your room in this early slumber. Motherfucker. Cool, I'll try to go back to bed. It's difficult, but eventually sleep does take you as you feel a bit of exhaustion from the evening and and now this. Morning finds the rest of you. Do you awake in your rooms in the surly slumber, well rested? What would you like to do with your day? Um, when I get up in the morning, I do my hair like how I used to. I put back on my dress, and I put back on my breastplate, and I leave the mithril armor in the bag. Okay. Make sure you mark that for your AC. My AC is totally the same, either way. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 18 both ways. Well, then it's just an aesthetic choice, I guess. It's absolutely <laughs> an aesthetic choice. True. <laughs> so, um, what are the rest of you doing? I'm going to go to Nimue's room. Okay. Nimue. Yes, Tail? You awake? Yes, I'm awake. Can I come in? Yes, I suppose. Okay. Oh, so are you feeling okay? So you open the door and you see her now with her blonde hair again and her, her nice dress and breastplate. Did you do your makeup today? <laughs> How are you feeling? 
I'm fine. Um, I'm fine. We uh, we should talk with the rest of the group though. Yeah, I just also wanted to let you know that there's a new temple of Aruna. If you wanted to stop by there really quick. Is it really? Yeah, and it's like cool. It's floating in over the hole somehow. It seems geez. dangerous, but if it falls, then they just have the same problem. Well, I mean, it's floating now, so if it falls, it stays floating, right? Physics. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Science. Yeah, sure. Magic physics. Okay, but, let's go downstairs and talk yeah. to the others. Okay, so you two make your way down to the tavern. Are you seven and yeah. Nick's also making your way down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you all arrive about the same time, and, and you can see Brilda kind of setting up the bar for the, the morning, and she goes, Oh, you're all awake a bit earlier than I thought. I wasn't able to um, put breakfast out for you oh, all. don't worry um, about would, it. Would you like me to get some started for you? Oh, uh, sure. That oh, would be wonderful. Yeah, we're Very well. Chat for a second. Anyway. Okay. And she um, puts down the glasses and stuff. She was shining and, and puts on an apron and steps back into the kitchen. So... So, what the plan? We need to get to Fastless. Oh, yeah, of course. How we get there? Um, I do believe that the quickest possible way would be to attempt to charter a boat from the gates of respite up to Fastless. Would that be easy to get a boat? I don't think it would be. Well, I wonder how... Oh, man, we've got a lot of... There's, there, a lot has happened since we last talked. Since last night. Since yeah. like 8 p.m. last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Tail, do you want to tell her? Oh, yeah. Uh, which part? Well, I was thinking the bats, but... What about the bats? Oh, we rode giant bats everywhere. You fucking walk. Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of cool. Aylar went and took your flight suit and your bat, and he had a lot of fun. But it was really cool. We went all spiraling around sky. We went dipping into water. We did other things like fly more. Yes, apparently Flicker is the runt of the litter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, my point is with that, I mean, super cool that they did that for us, but we could also take those. Would that be faster than like horses? Or, like how? I mean, I the don't thing know is, how fast they can travel. That I think that no matter what, transporting to someone closer, whether that be Whitehorn or Midcross, would be the fastest way to get there. It's just beyond that. Yeah, what would be the fastest? I don't know how far they can fly every day, you know. Well, I mean, we could find out, but that might make traveling a bit easier. That's one avenue for sure that we could. Where because, we yeah, spell? we don't have to stick to the roads. We can. Where would we keep them? If we got to Farsales on our bat, we can't keep them out on next to three like regular horses. We could bring Meepo with us. I don't want to endanger Meepo. Okay. I, we already lost <laughs> one fair. of the cobalt friends. Okay. Well, it's just, it's an option. That's true. The other thing that we could do is have Cloud 
take us to Midcross and then buy horses from there and then ride up to Fossilis. Do you remember how long that would take? Would I know how long that would take? From yeah. horses from Midcross to Farsalis? Mm-hmm. Walking, it's it's about a three, three and a half week travel to Farsalis. If you're on horses, it would depend on how fast you ride, but it would, you know, definitely be quicker. Mm-hmm. You could make it in, you know, two weeks if you were just riding at like a normal pace and not. Because at that point, you know, where you guys re- rode to go find Nimue, a day's hard riding for a horse is, you know, they're they're built for that. But weeks of hard riding like yeah. that every day, you'd probably end up, you know, causing the death of those horses. So what so, if we went like more like an in-between fit pace? like Probably about two weeks then. Two weeks. Okay, so what so do like I think that the half. likelihood is, is that we could um, charter a boat from the gates of Respite? Um the last time you were there, it was just a little dock. So you know that there are ships there, but I mean, having a captain that would A, be willing to take your whole crew on and B, be willing to, because you you can imagine that most of the sailing ships would have some knowledge of Farsalus being blockaded just with speak, you know, talk going around different sailors and stuff like that. So the other problem would be finding a captain who'd be willing to take that risk I mean, you're not sure. You could, you could, you'd have to be there to ask people at the, the docks. Essentially. Do, just to clarify, do we know? Did you tell us, like, how much do we know about what's happening in in Farsalis? You well, had you all, all been there when for yeah, the conversation. The when no, she does. None of you know about that. But I Idris, do not say anything about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make. I just want to know. I don't want a meta game. Uh huh. Um, uh, well, that? I could try to send a message to somebody at the gates of Respite and have them try to get us a boat that will take us once we can get there. Oh, that's better. Yeah, yeah. if we could ch- if we could s- talk to somebody ahead Is of time. Is there like teleportation circle in Farsalis that someone could tell Definite. someone we uh, know how to teleport? There may be one in Farsalis, but it's not something that you would have ever dealt with. So even if you knew there was one, you'd have to have the code to use it. Yeah. Well, we could see what cloud. At the very least, we could get up to, I would Mid-cross. think we could get back to Midcross. Yeah. Yes, we could definitely get back to Midcross. I do think, I think that we should try to do the boat thing yeah. first. And if that doesn't work out, I think the quickest way would be riding from Midcross. Oh. Yeah, send a message then. Give it like until end of night end of day or something. We could also try to talk to Cloud and see if he can transport us somewhere other than Bartholomew's Tower oh, yeah, Midcross if we could get even closer. Like Vlagos or Nilbrim. Maybe Nilbrim would be great. Yeah, and maybe Barty knows how to as well. True. It wouldn't hurt to ask. Okay, I'm gonna s- fucking send a couple messages. Okay. Um, First message is to... Um... I'm going to say Cloud first. Hi, Cloud. It's Nimue. Um, we were wondering, It's there's kind of an emergency. Would it be possible to ask you to teleport us somewhere nearby Farsalus in the wilds? 
you get oh. nearby Pharsalus, and oh, okay. that is, which gets your point across. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a moment, and then Cloud responds. She says, "Oh, hello, Nimue. Um, I don't quite have that capability, but I, if I do recall, Bartholomew was working on some type of transportation outside of these circles." Okay, so it seems like Bartholomew might have a way to do transportation outside of teleportation circles. Oh, so, so it looks like we're heading to Midcross regardless. Well, let me send a message to Bartholomew. Okay. I sent a message to Bartholomew. Okay. Hi, Bartholomew. It's Nimue. I'm kind of having a family emergency. Is there any possible way to transport us to Fossilus or nearby? Just that? I don't know how many words I have. That was close. Can somebody start counting for me? Sorry. <laughs> I was, and then I, I, I figured did you knew what you were saying. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he, he responds. He goes, uh, Hello. I am Bartholomew. Um, <laughs> or, this is Bartholomew. <laughs> um. It's something I've been working on. I couldn't do it today, but possibly tomorrow. It would cost me a bit. Okay, so he says that he could possibly do it tomorrow. Oh, good. Possibly. So then we just have to get to Midcross. Yeah. So we just have to talk to Cloud and get to Midcross. Okay. Okay, great. We don't have to fuck around with the boat at all. That's... All right, well, let's go do that then. Anything that we need to do here before we go? Um, um, I mean, maybe. I mean, is it, I mean, Pharsalus is coastal, so I assume it's not terribly, we're still in the, we're towards the end of summer, right? Like, we don't have to. It's like really far north, Pharsalus. So it's probably kind of cold there. Well, with my knowledge of the Savage Beaks, would I would I think that we have to, like, stock up on, like, winter supplies? Yeah, with it being getting towards fall here in the southern bit of Feldspire, going up there, it's going to be cold. You're probably going to run into the beginnings of snowfall. Well, maybe we should get some better clothes for this kind of journey while we have a day here, you know? Yeah, we can probably find... Similar to clothes here. We could also probably find something in Midcross as well. That might be better since this is dead cairn. Yeah, they it's very really like winter. southern coastal. Yeah, I'm sure yes. they have like summer. Or I'm sure there are yeah. there are merchants sure. traveling merchants in Midcross. I need to buy some more rations as well. Mm, why? Just in case, you know. Okay. You know, the other thing, too, that maybe we should address before we leave, I just, just, you know, because you still have my locket, right? Yeah. I'm not sure if we should, like, destroy it or, I don't know. I just don't, if we're going to Pharsalus, I, I mean, if it's in the bag or at the haversack, there's no way that they can see what we're doing, right? I don't think so. Anyway, you know more about that type of thing than I do. Can they do that? 
I haven't picked my spells for the day yet. Sorry. Okay. Um, I was going to do that, and then I forgot. You're good. Um, I can cast Dispel Magic on it. Oh. And just totally get rid of the enchantment. I think. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. I haven't picked my spells for the day yet. And I need to do that. So... Well, if it's not, you know, if you can... If it's in, if it's convenient. Yeah, it's not hard. Right. Okay, if you'll allow me yeah. to do that DM, because I forgot. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Anything you all want to talk about while she is preparing her spells? It takes me one minute a spell. Um, not really anything to talk about. I just want to ask Brilda if she can give my. Uh... Actually, I can do that myself. Never mind. She, at this point, Brilda starts bringing out your breakfast foods and goes, okay, so we've got some raw meat here. Didn't have to do much cooking there. Sets okay. it down in front of tail and, um, and, the, and the rest. And she puts down like a plate of potatoes and some fruit. It was kind of a quick throw together. So it's like just some quick breakfast stuff. There's like a, an oatmeal slop, like a bowl of like oatmeal that's set on the table. That's a little, little runny, but. So uh, anything that you all wanted to do here before we go well, I would like to say goodbye to Alar, oh, yeah. and maybe we, I don't know, but we're for sure going to leave the bats here. Should we try to sell our horses, or should we just make sure we remember them next time we're here? We can give <gasps> them to the kobolds. Do you think that we could take them with us so we don't have to buy more? Can we teleport ourselves? I don't know. I don't Let's know. just bring them and see. <laughs> Maybe we should stop by Cloud and ask Bars rather than just bring horse into his shop. Yeah, that's probably more polite. But, um, Seban, how are you feeling? Barty said that it's going to cost quite some resources to possibly teleport us, right? Shouldn't we try to find out what resources she would need well, for us to do so? I believe what he meant by that is, um, it's, you know, every time you cast a spell, it takes a little bit out of you. You all know this. Yes, yes. I think it means that it costs quite a bit of energy. Oh, okay. Out well, of game, it costs, a, it's the seventh level spell. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, in that case, then no. I'm, I think. We can just head over to Midcross whenever we're all ready. I don't really have any business here. All right. I've prepared my spells. Feeling any pain from yesterday speaking? No. I'm not good. Um, not feeling crazy or anything? I'm sorry? Not feeling crazy? No, not at all. Or, uh, you know, power, hungry? Are you trying to get at something? Get at what I just asked you question. <laughs> no, I'm perfectly fine. Oh, okay. Um, I do have the ability to scry now as well. Oh, that's cool. Um, is there anybody that you think we should try to use it on? I mean, I can think of a few, Same. but I don't know how pressing it is. Yeah, it can wait. 
Yeah, I don't know it is what... a pretty high level spell for no, the beginning of the day. But I was just asking because with the spell magic, I can cast it using more energy and that makes it more likely to work. So if I cast it at a higher level, I'm pretty sure that that's the spell on your lock. It's probably pretty high level. If I use a higher level spell slot to try to get rid of it, it makes it so that way I don't have to roll for it if it's the same like spell slot level. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I'm asking because if I use more energy to dispel it, it is more likely to work, but. Well, that's up to you. Like I think, of course I would appreciate that, but if there's somebody you wanted to scry on today, then I mean, I'm sure I would, I hope it's okay in the haversack, but I just, you know, the more we travel, I don't want to potentially put us in more danger because yeah. we don't quite understand how it works, you know? We can hide in a room and do what, so they don't, so if we take it out, they won't know where we are, just know we in the room. You know, there is something I could try. I don't know. I don't know if it will work, but what is it? Well, it's just something that, you know, I thought it was Barvar at the time, but whoever gave me that locket, they told me that how I could open it. Ah. And so maybe if I could get what's inside, then we can just throw it into the ocean. Well, oh, okay. it doesn't cost me that much energy to dispel it so we can try that first if you like instead of going as far as throwing okay. it into the ocean okay yeah, and, and then that way you can keep it yeah and you, want. you can also like open it without the person knowing that is a really good point okay so let's go upstairs and do that all right yeah okay Finish okay breakfast and so you finish up the food on the table as much as you're bodies are willing to eat with the impending thoughts on your mind and make your way back up to the rooms as Brilda comes out and begins to clear the table. So, uh, is everyone ready? Can I pull the locket up? Yeah, if there's like curtains on the window, I'll try, I'll shut the curtains so that if somebody is scrying on us they can't necessarily discern where we are we can do it under the bed i mean i i think this room is i mean in rooms typically all look pretty similar that's kind of crazy that spell's got a 120 foot uh range isn't that wild scry or no uh, spell mag magic oh yeah i didn't know that any who's is uh, just take it out it's fine Okay. okay, gonna get rid of the enchantment in a second well, anyway. I, I take it out. You pull the curtains and there's like a puff of dust that like falls off of them. But yeah, close the curtains. The room darkens a little bit. You pull out the locket from the bag of holding, hand it to Nimue. All right, I cast a spell magic on it and I'm going to do it at fourth level. Okay, I need you to roll. That's what I thought. It's an arcana check. That's a natural twenty. <gasps> wow. Also, I'm pretty sure you add your you add your um spellcasting modifier. 
to dispel magic. Oh, yes. Yeah, the DC equals 10 plus the spell mm -hmm. level. Uh, make an ability check using your spell casting ability. Yep. Doesn't matter. So 25. Okay. <laughs> so you hand Nimue this, this locket, and as you hand it over, there's that moment of hesitation as she takes it from your hand and you let the chain go. And Nimue, you take it and hold it out in front of you and kind of close your eyes and focus for a minute and reach for that divine magic. And you can feel that warmth start to grow in the symbol around your neck. And also- I'm not wearing the symbol anymore. Oh, okay. I just use the one carved into the back of my hand now. Okay, so you feel the warmth start to grow within the scar on your hand. And it it's more of a burn than a warmth as you feel the like gathering of this divine energy in your hand instead of within, you know, a symbol around your neck and there's a surge and you feel that divine energy pass into the locket and there's a moment as you sense the energy around that sigil start to crumble and break and fade and the symbol almost like the edges of this scrying symbol on the locket kind of start to show cracks and places where it almost like paint starts to peel off. It's still, there's pieces of it still on the locket, but a complete formed sigil no longer exists on this locket. Did it work? I believe it did. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's, it's gone. The enchantment's gone. Really? I, I'm 99% certain that it worked. The only reason I say not 100% is because who knows what kind of crazy magic. Can you do a detect magic now? Uh, I don't have that spell. <laughs> Wait, maybe, hold on. I do have that spell prepared. Well, <laughs> I mean, is that going, are you? It's fine, it's a first level spell and I can catch, cast it ritually. Oh. Um, so I'll sit down, do the 11 minutes, cast Detect Magic. Okay. So again, you sit down this time and again, you feel that divine energy start to build in your hand. And every time you cast a spell, that burn starts to um, register less and less on your senses and starts to feel a bit more normal. Um, and again, the, the energy surges and passes and kind of reaches out into the area around you and you see the normal um, like auras from the items that you all carry, but there's no aura that comes from the locket. And I got one before, right? You did. Okay. There's no magical aura, <sighs> nothing. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, if you wanted to open it now. Yeah. Or leave it. I mean, we could, I don't. Or wear it or whatever. I think I want to wear it. I don't want to open it if I don't need to. I do understand the sort of fixation that comes with wearing a necklace. Does the way mm -hmm. that the person told you how to open it give hint on who it might have been? What do you mean? I don't know if the magic words are in certain language or certain type of school of magic. I mean, it's just a phrase. I don't want to say it because oh, if I bad. say it, it could open it. I but mean, 
If you don't want to tell us, that's fine. But well, I it just might don't want to say it out loud. If, if you want to write it down, yeah, and we could, you know, maybe talk about it, see if if it comes up somewhere. We can keep our eyes out for they it. They might be connected. Well, maybe here. Just put it back in the haversack for now. Okay. I put it in the haversack. Was it like covered in blood and guts and shit when it came out of there? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything stays separate in the haversack? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. cool. Um, she told me to say the longest wait has ended. The long night has ended. Longest. Oh, no, I was just quoting Game of Thrones. <laughs> we don't talk about that here. Oh, sorry. The longest night existed. has ended. What's that? The so longest wait oh. has ended. The right. longest wait has ended. The longest wait has Is ended. Is that phrase familiar to any of us at all? I mean, I don't think like it's... Phrase. I don't... Doesn't really, like, reference... Uh, yeah. I, d I don't really... I mean, there could be deeper meaning to that, but I didn't... I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know who who that might have been, but here you go. Here's the locket back. Thank you. I'll put it around my neck. Okay. As you do, there's kind of that feeling of apprehension for a moment and then also comfortability that, you know, you put it on and kind of clutch it for a second. Yeah. So, uh, Nimue... Did you want to go to the temple today before we go to Cloud to teleport or? I just, I um, I don't really know what I do there. I mean, I'm happy that it's back up and running. That's fair. But my connection to Varuna is not really dependent on a temple. Oh, that's fair. I just didn't know if you, they would know more about the thing that I thought that Varuna called us. I don't know too much about our name. Our I titans. guess I hadn't really given it that much thought. With everything else going on. But I mean, if not, then that's okay. I just had to stop by there really quick and give the cold about something. When did we want to go to clouds to teleport over? Well, honestly, for me, the sooner the better. Okay, then I shall just go do this quick one thing. Uh, Nix, if you wanted to say goodbye to Aylar, we can just yeah. meet that clouds as soon as we can. Okay, is that okay with everybody? Yeah. All right. No one else had anywhere to go? Okay, that. I'll see you all soon. Okay, split party. Okay. <laughs> see you all. Fine. You all part ways. Um, so you're going to the Kobolds. Yep. You're going to say goodbye to Alar. Are you two staying in the tavern or are you headed straight to Clouds just to wait for everybody? Might as well head straight to Clouds. Yeah, we'll just go to Clouds. Okay. Okay, so you all um, make your way back down to the tavern and um, Brilla has finished cleaning up the table and you can see she's like just wiping down all the other tables. There's a few patrons that have made their way in or down from their rooms that are down in the tavern like bar area itself. And she sees you all and gives a once over and like sees you all packed up and she says, oh, you're leaving so soon. 
Yeah, uh, there's well, emergency. I understand, but it, it's been really good to see you all. Um, please stay safe. We'll keep sending you letters. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to get DT's tavern all up and and going for next time you come here. Yeah. Okay. Do you need anything? Do we? I, did we already give her some gold? Yeah, or? you okay. did. I, I think you've given me everything at the moment. Um, All right. Well, did you, you not want to check out the tavern before you leave? Did you already do stuff to it? Well, no, I just know where it is. Oh, well, we've been there. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we can always come back and check it out when things are all up and going, you know? Hopefully we won't be gone for too long. All right, well, if you say so. And if you need anything, maybe, you know, maybe we can check in on you, but also, you know, if you can always talk to Alar. I I talk with him pretty fre- frequently, so if... He's the elven man that has been mm-hmm. in here a few times. I, I can speak with him, yes. Yeah, if something comes up, you know. All right. All right. Well, oh, good luck. That. She comes over and gives you all a hug. Nix, it's like a normal hug. Everyone else, it's like a waist hug. <laughs> she says, well, we will really, miss you. it really was good to see you all, and I'll, I'll miss you dearly, but I'll see you all again. Just stay safe for me. Yeah, you we'll stay safe too. Well, it's the, the work that's going to get me going, but I'll, I'll be fine. And yeah, I'm sure some of the cobalt can make great. Sarvars. Right, I'll I'll definitely look into that. Yeah. She looks at me. <laughs> Don't work too hard. Huh. Hire other people to do that shit. I'm working on it. Hire that gold buds to do that. I've got a lead on a bartender right now, so we'll oh. see if it pans out. Oh, what's their name? I don't know. They haven't come in for the interview yet. I just some friends of friends who said someone was looking for a job. Oh, cool. Great. Hopefully it's no one too crazy. It's probably somebody really crazy. If it was, it would match you all quite perfectly. That's what I was thinking. Depends what type of crazy. Any hoozles. All right. She gives you all one last look and smile and kind of waves as you go out the door. And you all part ways. So let's do Nyx. You split ways with them and you make your way over to the Lavender District and um, towards Alar's house. Okay. Did I, okay, I'm a dipshit, and I didn't write this down, and I don't remember when we the second time we talked about the blood oath thing. Did mm-hmm. I give him that book? I don't think no, I did. You did not. Did I? T- I told him about you the book. Told him a little. No, I don't know if you told him about the book. You told him that you had looked into it and learned a little bit. I don't think you told okay. him about the book. Okay, okay, okay. If you did, I forgot. So I'm sorry. Um, I'll have used the sending stone to see where he is first. Oh, okay, he's yeah, he's just at home, like preparing himself for the day. The day as well. Okay. Alar. <laughs> you knock on the door and, and he opens it and you can see he's kind of like fastening the the, pot or the bracers on his arms and ah, please come in. I'm just getting ready for my rounds. Um, he opens the door and you step in. I don't think you've been in Alar's house. Yeah, oh, have- you did once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. When we, we, I'm pretty sure we broke in. Mm-hmm. You did. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, so we're heading to Farsalis. Uh, to help, uh, something has come up with Nimue's family, so we have to go. But Alar was there. Oh, never mind. I didn't say that. Right. Uh, we're heading out today. Um, well, I wish terribly that I could 
go with you all. I, I That's just... okay. I'm, I'm glad we got to see you. I didn't anticipate seeing you again so soon. Me neither, and it has been great. I, I hope that one day my duties here can be passed on to someone else and I yeah. can be out there with you all again. No, that's it okay. was invigorating and I needed that. Well, I know Dead Cairn could use you here, so. Oh, ask him about the horses. Talk to Kaka. him. Kaka! Kaka! <laughs> Kaka! <laughs> um, well, you know, there's a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, do you remember how I, I gave you all those things for Phaedra if she were to come back? Yes. Do you still have them? Of course. I just have. Did you need me to get? Yeah, if you could, I just kind of have a feeling that we'll, I don't know, we'll cross paths again soon. I just don't imagine, I don't know if she'll be in dead cairn, but Well, I'd, I'll, I'd just like to keep it with me. Very well, I'll, I'll go and grab them. And he walks up the stairs into his room and comes back a moment later and, and hands you the, the same you. bundle that you'd given him. He says, well, that makes me all the more upset that I can't come with you. If you think you're going to run into her, I'd imagine that means that you'll also be running into that bird's family. And uh, they didn't seem like the amiable type. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean... I guess we'll see. I'll definitely keep you posted. I know you love my late night sending stone messages. Maybe not so late, but I do like to hear from you and yeah. know what's going on. So please don't stop telling me. Okay. I'll, you know what? I'll try to do it a little bit earlier in the that day. That would be wonderful. I'll try to factor in the time difference too. Oh, actually it will be better because you'll be behind. That is true. If you're going north. Mm-hmm. Well... Um, oh, also, I just remembered, we left our horses outside the city. Do you think that, I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to do. <laughs> Will you take care of um, them for us? Because we can't take them with us, I don't if think. If that's your worry, I'm sure I can work something out. If anything, I can have them brought to the keeper stables and have them cared for and okay. kept in shape for you for your return. That would be great. Um, obviously, I don't know, here's... Uh, ten. How much gold should I give you for that? Really, it's it's no worries. Okay. I have quite the sway in this city, if you don't yeah, recall. Yeah, those dead cairn hookups. Exactly. All right. Well, I just wanted to say goodbye, but you know, I found this. Maybe you've already seen it. It was in the halls of realization. It's what I was I was telling you that I learned some new things about blood oaths, but maybe you could gather something from it. I kind of oh. just skimmed through it. And I'll give him that book. And he takes it and looks at it a little bit and kind of opens the, the cover and reads what it is. Oh, I've not come across this myself. Um, well, I did talk to, it's what was Vel Ilran, right? Mm -hmm. I did talk to Vel Ilran and he, I mean, I didn't steal it. I did think about it, but I asked first. And so he knows, but I assume, you know, you being headkeeper and all. Well, it's fine if you have it. I'll give it a peruse when I have some time. Okay. Thank you for caring. Of course. You don't have to thank me. It's that kind of awkward moment where he's like holding the book and... Well, he just like tosses the book onto one of his side tables and like pulls you in for a hug. Which is <laughs> very not Alar. 
I'll miss you. Says that. I'll miss you too. Stay safe. And if you do find Phaedra, give her a good kick in the ass for me, will you? Yeah. (laughs) I think I will. But after I give her a hug first, if she Mm. lets me. Good luck. You know, you can message me sometimes too. I if you want to talk, we can only use it once in a day. Right. So if you are, ooh. There's just not much that's interesting to report here, but. Okay, I'm just saying. I mean, if you want to hear about it, I'm. All right. We can set a, a time every day. No, I'm just saying, I don't, you can talk to me too. All right. All right, bye. <laughs> I love it. He <laughs> lets you out and there's that moment where he like waits for you to leave and then you can see him kind of grow a bit somber as he shuts the door. Stay yeah, Oh, oh, go I, ahead. I, read, I already used the sending stone. Okay. <laughs> Taylor, you make your way down into the, the cobalt lane. And there's no procession this time as you go down the steps and you kind of have to crawl your way through the caves. And as you do, there's some of the like underling kobolds who see you and they're like, the king! And they like bow as you go through and you eventually make your way to the throne room where Meepo is kind of directing some stuff and he sees you and goes, Oh, my king, you're back. Oh, yeah, I just had something to give to Lin. Where is he? He's off training some of the other uh, initiates into your magical forces. Okay, (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Because I have complete training regimen here, and I want to give to him. Do you hand it to Meepo? Oh, yeah, and also, he has a new title. I know I said magic master, but that was just because, you know, he's just master of magic. That's not cool. So there's person up there, who's the oh title, God. the High Arcanist. Oh, okay. But <laughs> I thought this was going somewhere else. <laughs> Where did you think I thought this was going Booyak. <laughs> oh, oh. Ooh. No. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. That's for Goblin. I know. Um, so, they are High Arcanist since they are all the way up there, but since he is down here, he shall be just a Low Arcanist. Low Arcanist lean. Arcanist down under. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that title and yeah. He takes the training regiment from you and again holds it upside down as he looks over and goes, hmm, yeah, 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 yeah. This looks good. I'll pass it on. All right. Like you. folds it up. And, are uh, you leaving? Yeah. We so are, soon. Yeah. We are going to like Port City named Parcelles. But um, he seems just like. Yeah, yeah, doesn't super, know what you're talking about. Super far north, lots of cool adventure. But when I come back, I'll tell you what happened. Oh, but more yeah. stories. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Here are the rest of the small chakram to give to other magic users. <laughs> put him into his arms, and he like fumbles with them for a second. I'll pass these out. And, like puts them down onto the yeah. like step that the throne's on. So thank you so much, Meepo. I am see, glad that you are doing well down here. But uh, yeah, if some kobolds don't want to fight or anything, or they want to leave on surface. Have them talk to Brilda. She might have a job for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So take care. And don't forget to, uh, you know, take care of things here. So goodbye. He gives you a nod and then does like a very over-exaggerated bow and like lifts his head up and goes, may you fight valorantly or die an honorable death. Oh yeah, the first thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, goodbye. Okay. Go, I leave. Okay, so you make your way back up. Um, 
Nimue and Seven, you guys make it uh, to the Botanica Arcana. Um, while we're in the bazaar, uh-huh. I'm just going to see if I, like, I know that the others are going to take some time. So I'm just going to go and see if I can find, like, a little stall that might sell, like, children's toys or something. And just get, like, a little, like, trinket or something. Easy enough to do. Is there something specific that you're looking for? There's, like, a, um, a shop that you find that's, like, uh, it's a an older gnomish man who is, like, woodworking, like, woodcrafted little, like, dolls and um, not mechanical, but... You know, things of that nature where there's like little, like a horse where it's like you pull the tail and the legs like move type of things. That, I get that. Okay. <laughs> He's like very happy about it and it's he just, it's like 10 copper pieces. I give him two silver. Okay. He's also very happy about that. Thank you, sir. And then I'll be like, sorry about that, Seven. We can go to the Botanica kind of now. Totally fine. Okay. So you, you step in the the door to the Botanica Arcana. Um, there's kind of that little ding, 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 like bell that rings above the door and the, the beads pull apart and Cloud steps out and goes, oh, oh, my friends, you're here. Um, you're, are you ready to leave now? Where are the others? Well, they had a few things to do um, before we headed out. So they're going to meet us here and then we will be ready to hang out. Sorry to hang out in your hair, just... Well, that is fine. Feel free to peruse the shop if you have any questions. Um, We have some new items in that um, you might all be interested in, but, um, you know, it is no no hurry, no trouble. Great, thank you. Hmm? I'll I'll look around, you know, see what's what. I don't really have the gold for it, but I'll look. Okay. He kind of hangs out behind the the little glass case that's in front of the beaded door that has, like, the, the jewelry and, like like different rings and circlets and stuff and it's like arranging things in the case and yeah um and eventually as you're looking the the others tail and nicks you you both make it in hello everyone ready to go yes no? oh yes okay yes, let's get going all righty thank you so much again cloud for doing these for us well i have to thank you all for um, returning Bartholomew to me. Oh, yeah. It was a long time coming, and I'm happy to know he was okay. That mm-hmm. went Lorenzo for a second. A little, yeah. Well, uh, let's get going. Well, if you'd like, right this way, through the uh, doors back here. Well, the way you came in last time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you all step through the beaded door and into Cloud's office, which is a little bit more organized this time instead of the state of disarray that you had seen it last time. And um, he leads you into that little side room in his office that has the teleportation circle and um, begins to trace out the runes to to Cloud's tower. And um, as he finishes, he kind of dusts his hands off and says, all right, um, is everybody ready? Yes, let's get going. Well, please step into the circle. All right. Step in. You do, and he um, mutters a couple words and swirls his hands, and the circle starts to, like, light up. And again, there's a flash, and that feeling of nausea takes you for just a second as you're, like, pulled away from the space that you were, and colors and, and things swirl around your vision, and then you're almost just, like, thrust into a spot, and you're left standing in a familiar sight of... Wooden, of living wooden architecture in the 
Tower of Bartholomew Whitehand, just outside the city of Midcross. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crit Seekers. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. If you didn't know, on Podchaser, you can leave reviews for single episodes. So if there's one in particular that you really liked, get on there and leave us a review on it so that we know what it was. Check out our Instagram and Twitter handles at Crit Seekers if you want to see more from the gang. New episodes of Crit Seekers air Mondays at 6 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We hope everyone has a wonderful week and we can't wait to come back at your ear holes next week. Goodbye.